0: Presence of my no, especially exactly. if you had to see me last night,
1: exactly.
0: I, I could barely walk.
1: <laughs> she was yeah. not thinking about sculling water. Like <laughs> <you too. laughs>
0: I lucky I got my clothes. I was lucky I made it into bed.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. Event experts empowering you to throw killer events for your business, workplace, social circle, and beyond. We're giving you the Insider Toolkit, allowing you to make your events the talk of the town. Produced by Known Associates Events, it's time to open the backstage curtain and unleash your world of events expertise.
0: Welcome to Behind the Clipboard. I'm Tamara Cook. And I'm Melissa Howie, And today we're in the green room with da, 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 Adam Keane. Adam is a hospitality king. We first met when he was running Perth Bartender, a wonderful cocktail service for events. And soon after, he opened the experiential small bar, The Classroom. Adam then created cocktail gastronomy, crafted events, and the highly popular restaurant Lucky Chance. And you're also a spirit specialist. So much to unpack here. Have I actually missed anything? Because (laughs) there's a lot
2: going on. That's an amazing intro.
0: I had no idea about the Lucky Chance part either didn't uh, you that's
1: a great restaurant it is so, so good I didn't know that was
0: you crowdfunded
2: well i can't take all the credit Got a got a great team a, lot yeah. of, uh, a couple of business partners that helped us help myself along the journey so uh yes i mean I, I, i'm that's mostly uh a long resume of uh of alcohol related uh ventures so to speak uh mm. it's Did um it's it's heaps of fun and uh, i guess uh Basically, most of the most of the job is all about creating experiences for people, and hopefully, they have a great, I guess, great night or occasion anytime they enter one of our premises or a lot of the events we've done over the over the years. I guess. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I want to talk about the classroom because that I went to the opening and I was blown away by the touches that you put into that. Just the, I mean, obviously, you themed it around the classroom, so every little detail. Did you ever go there, Mel? I came to the opening with you. Thanks for remembering. (laughs) Sarah <laughs> you jerk <laughs> salty <laughs> it was years ago yeah. i can't remember last night
1: i remember it like they had a ice thing they were chipping off to put in the cocktails Ooh, I they had that. kids singing in the bathroom
0: that was my favorite little part so you had the nursery rhymes when you on like a recorded uh, thing in the bathroom that was awesome and then the, all the classroom tables the books anyway how did you come up with all of that
2: i guess um Myself and my business partner Daniel, we had an idea for, um, I guess, a, a suburban bar, and we had to make it make a difference. Uh, so something different. So we thought of a teaching theme because we, our catering company, uh, cocktail astronomy, like uh, you know, it was all about a new concept we we created back then, which was cocktails and cuisine. So we evolved um, that concept into a teaching concept, and then the classroom idea came about. And uh, it took about um, two years in the making to. To find all those pieces to put in the bar, um, we actually went to demolition, demolitioned, like half demolitioned, like schools, and just uh, jumping on, um, on the, on schools and just taking old blackboards and, and uh, a lot, a lot of old school stuff. We actually got lucky before a lot of those schools that were, I guess, demolished in regards to the 80s styles, and now they're all yeah. moved into, I guess, you know, the, I guess a new era of schools. So we got lucky with some, some cool. Mem- memorabilia, so to speak, and and the drinks had to flow in that direction. The same sort of the food, so we we like to do like I guess a lot of classical stuff with the drinks, and then we, in regards to the um I guess modern interpretation of cocktails, we we used a bit of um you know molecular stuff you know with the liquid nitrogen, some smoke, and uh, just had some fun with it. We we had we had um the the co- the cocktail list was it was stemmed around I guess art, history, and science. So we we tried to like uh, take a, uh, an approach to all those three categories of, of drinks, and uh, yeah, it, it was really fun. We, 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 we were there for five years, and uh, then we moved on to a new new chapter.
0: So yeah. what happened? Was it just, it ran its course, do you think, or um, you just wanted to do just do something new?
2: Yeah, we, we wanted to do something new and bigger. Um, we knew North Perth was a destination venue, so it was starting to, um, like, I guess... The clientele were—it was—it's actually a funny story because we look—you look at the socioeconomic status of the area. They were all dual-income no kids, and all those people, all our locals, started to have kids. <laughs> um, so, they—so a lot of them weren't coming out anymore. Um, not necessarily that was the main reason, but um, there was a lot of infrastructure happening in the city, like Print Hall just opened. So a lot of money being poured into the city. So, whereas a bit different now, where a lot of the bar, all the people were going into the city now to experience all these new bars and restaurants. Whereas they weren't going to the suburbs, but mm. uh, now it's the, now it's quite the opposite.
1: Mm. Since COVID, probably people don't work in the city anymore. Therefore, they're not kicking on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, we also had uh, another opportunity where we looked at another uh, space in Northbridge. We wanted to be where the action is, and that's when um, I guess we started Lucky Chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that took a lot of energy um, with with my business partners, and we just um, we kind of like. Um, I wouldn't say lost focus but um we're on to something uh, on the next thing we wanted to do something that, I guess Daniel our business partner he's really um he's really driven to just do a lot of different things so um a lot or I guess so myself as well I had a full-time job and we were doing other jobs so we, we've always got things many things on the go so I guess um we just wanted to move on for classroom so we sold that business and um moved on
0: yeah and then with Lucky Chance you Pretty much did a similar thing where you, it's such an immersive experience when yeah. you walk in. You just, yeah, it's incredible. Can you talk us through coming up with that I've one? Got to
2: give props to Daniel, business partner. He's the creative genius behind all that. He and his brother essentially um, designed most of that building um, and got all the, uh, I guess, uh, um, all the the ideas. I mean, it was like to and fro in with... Um, with everyone on regards to how we structured that, we wanted to make it like a like you're walking into um, like a Chinese laundry of sorts. Um, well, did it used uh, to be a laundry? No, it used to be a computer shop. Mm. Oh. yeah, they used to. Um,
1: That's not not a fun story. Thought it was <laughs> going to be cool. No, so
2: so the owner actually let us gut the whole building, and um, and then we well, I guess retrofitted it into a three level restaurant business, so to speak. Have uh, you had
1: any... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Have you had any pushback? Um, recently, there's been a lot of things around ab- against stereotyping um, all cultures. E- ethnicities. Yeah, ethnicities yeah. To, to sell and market things. Have you had any pushback on that?
2: Not necessarily. At the time, we were... We we initially wanted to pay homage to the, um, I guess, the early Asian settlers into that area. Um, even though we were, th- you know, uh, white boys making... Uh, making yeah you know, noodle essentially so, uh, but no it's it's always been it's been really well received. Uh, we we do have a strong clientele from um, all, all walks of life so to speak. So it's it's been, it's been we, we we don't actually like um, uh, associate with many all those venues. We don't, we don't we know each other. We're not really like friends or anything buddies, but uh, mm. we, everyone supports everyone so to speak. So no it's it's been all good. Can't, can't complain. Can't complain.
1: What made you get into the industry that you've landed in? It, there's multiples, which is why I didn't just say cocktails or restaurantering. Is that a word? <laughs> oh my god! Restauranting, restauranting.
0: <laughs> Tell us a bit about Adam Keane, yeah. the man.
2: My 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 father was in again like, in in liquor industry, uh, so I, I got an early, I guess, exposure to alcohol, so to speak. Not that I was a booze hound or anything, but um, I did like. Um, did like the social aspect and the, like the travel of um, of I guess the food and beverage industry. So I I did um, I did like yeah cruise around around um, Perth. Got a few jobs in um, started up in a small hotel and uh, which one? I was, it's not there now. It's called the Freeway Hotel in South Perth. It's oh. it's now bashed down. It's now apartments. Um, and lucky enough, I started working at um, or Burswood at the time it was. Um, and uh, early late late nineties, worked there for a few years, and uh, that was really cool. And I went over to Japan and um, worked as a traveling bartender over there. So that was pretty cool. Mm. And then came back. I guess I always wanted to work um, in a tropical island, so I ended up working. As in, we all do. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Everybody's
1: so, pipe dream. I know. I mean, actually
2: it actually was initially. So uh, worked on Hayman Island. So I got to serve all the uh, oh, all the rock stars and a lot of the uh, a lot of the people who have got, uh, got a bit of cash mm-hmm. and uh, that was really great and a really great experience and then and came back to um came back to Perth and uh I was a bit burnt out on the on the industry so I, w- I went out and worked as a hotel concierge for a while at Junalat Resort ah, and uh snap. that was fun that was cool and then I found myself back into the bar game like early 2000s um and um at, during that time I started doing um some cameo private bartending shifts and uh and then I started doing that as a bit of a um, bit of a bit of a side business. Um, but um, as I said, it got a bit tired bit tired working in the bar, so I started working as a um, kind of like a sales rep for a for an alcohol company. So and uh, been working like in the liquor game on the other side of the bar, selling to, to bars and restaurants for the uh, you know, best part of the last fifteen years as a day job, mm. and then doing, still doing other stuff at night.
0: That's
2: amazing. Like, uh, like, when do you sleep? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, or, and, and also had a family during that time and got married. Oh. So, um. How many so it, kids have yeah, you got? Two kids. So. That's incredible. So, it's, um. <laughs> like, seriously, when do you sleep? That's <laughs> a busy lifestyle. So, I guess, um, yeah, usually can get by on, you know, six to seven hours. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's. Combined with like with Daniel, who my business partner, he's a he's quite quite out there as well, and he's like he has to be on the go all the time. So we we bounce off each other really well. So a lot of ideas we throw it to each other, and uh, we've created obviously yeah three or four businesses now. And uh, yeah. yeah, so, so
0: all of your business ventures have been with Daniel.
2: Yeah, with the exception of Perth bartender. So we. Um, we met um, working at the uh, Chifley Hotel, which you can remember that place, which yeah, was which Chifley. a really really cool spot back in the early uh, early two thousands. And uh, I actually asked him to um, to like, like I said I got his concept for um uh, for mobile cocktail bartending and and we need uh, I need a chef because he was a really really cool chef and uh, I love the food he was doing. And um, he said um, he actually left that the Chifley at the time and he, he was doing uh, other things and. I actually I I caught up with him a couple of, a couple of years later. I said, like, we got I got this concept for a for a um for a mobile cocktail bartending service and he said no. I I'm, I'm like, he said, I'm okay. So <laughs> so like thanks, um but no thanks. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So I I began my own little journey doing um kind of like a mobile cocktail bartending service called Perth Bartender at mm-hmm. the time and um and uh that was going pretty well. I was doing some some lot of things with um uh a lot of the western suburbs uh, set. I was working with a lot of catering companies where I was the conduit for a premium cocktail bartender so to speak um and did a few events at the Crown and did a few events uh for us. all over the show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um and then yeah, yeah a couple of years later I, I re asked Daniel again said, look like, man this is we we, we need to do it. I see a gap in the market for for cocktails and cuisine yeah, as a as a catering concept. Um and uh we yeah he finally um he said yeah let's do it and so yeah I got him over the line and then that was like that was about eleven years ago so so that and
0: you haven't looked back since by the sounds yeah, of it yeah we've
2: done a few things yeah, done some crazy things since then i so.
0: know <laughs> have you done anything that hasn't been successful cuz hello <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh i thought it's been a journey so i not, not gonna say we've learned a lot of a lot, lot of valuable lessons so um like we've we've we've, yeah, we've we've had a few failures but um we've always been a bit cautious in regards to where we go next and because um, I I'm I'm like the Yin and the Yang or so with Dan's like with Dan, he's he's like, Oh yeah, let's do it and I said, Nah, I don't know. So but we we have some really pretty good wins. Uh so and uh, Lucky Chan's been a in you know, a great success for us. Um It's so yummy. It is delicious. And so just, yeah, it's so just
0: so interesting. Like it is. Every little piece of it. And you can just stand at the bar and be waiting for a drink and you, there's so much to read and Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. That new rooftop bar is awesome.
2: Yeah, so I guess um after like obviously last year and we had to close the restaurant down due to, mm-hmm. due to COVID and we, we took a, a really big look at the business. We we're looking at changing a few things around and we obviously had to do the takeaway uh, concept for a while and yeah, we, we restructured a lot of things and mm-hmm. then we, um, we did some um, renovations on the roof and created a, a, a 50 person rooftop bar which is pretty cool. So and It's cool. going really well. So
1: Now in yeah. uh, cocktail gastronomy you do these amazing looking cocktails atmospheric ones. What inspired those and which one is your favourite?
2: So we've got, um, got a, quite a few. I guess what we try to do in, in regards to an event and uh, in regards to anything, we wanted to stand out from the crowd. So using uh, atmospheric cocktails is probably uh, where, I guess, where we'll get it like a, you know I wouldn't really say like Instagram worthy or anything, but uh, it just gets a, it gets a really good, um, like a wow factor. And that was all, that was all about the whole, our, our whole, whole business strategy was like let's just make things amazing sort of thing so you have to be able to to really deliver a really uh cocktail but it has to be fast and it has to be like amazing so Mm. it's hard to do that when you go you you when you're dealing with like three four hundred people, so yep. it has to be fast. So I guess our most popular one, which you may see, we've done it a lot of a lot of places in in festival circuits and um, and a lot of a lot of bars as well. Is the uh, I guess the liquid nitrogen espresso martini. You might've mm-hmm. seen that as well. So where we make an espresso martini, martini and we take it to the next level, where we pour liquid nitrogen on, on the drink and uh, we um, basically that's that solidifies the cap and we put a bit of a um, it can be anywhere from like cream on top, or like a salted mm. caramel foam, and just uh, you'll take it to the next level. So that's mm. pretty exciting. Um,
1: Yum! I actually didn't know liquid nitrogen could be consumed.
2: Well, it it can <laughs> It cannot be so consumed, but right. it has to be in a. It ha, well, what, when you pour it the, on the cocktail, it'll 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 basically freeze that drink to a slushy almost. Oh, so so, so right. you don't never drink it in a liquid form. It yeah, has to yeah, be yeah. Uh, has to be frozen. So, uh, and there's the other uh, other applications for liquid nitrogen. We could do like fogs and. Heaps of different other, other cool things, but I guess with the when we first started with it was the um the cocktails and cuisine concept, so we, we wanted to um match cocktails with food items. One of my probably my favorites would be we've had this um one with with uh basically a margarita, so I know you're familiar with margaritas, don't talk about it. We had a sage and butterscotch margarita, which is like oh. so it takes like um with the sage and the, uh, the butterscotch really just marries that that tartness from the lime and the tequila together mm. um and that as a cocktail concept and the food item was um a walnut tortellini and um, the tortellini had sage with it as well and it had some soft italian cheeses in the middle mm. and that really just like the
0: oh my god my <laughs> mouth is watering oh no, mine too.
2: the um i guess the tartness and the the, like the sweetness from the um, margarita really marry well with the the cheeses and the tortellini, and that had light sages as well. So that really, when you had the drink and had the food, just the flavour sensations are just amazing. So, so how oh, would you serve
0: that. that? You served it as a food pairing.
2: Yeah. So, so what we. We actually researched uh, and found these plates, like a side plate, with a little indentation in it, so you can put your cocktail on the glass. Oh, wow. And then, so you can just stand there and... um,
1: So it can be cocktail style, like canapé? Yeah,
2: all all cocktail style, all standing up. So you could stand there with the uh, the side plate or the plate, so to speak, and your cocktail can fit on the glass, and you can have your other hand free. Yeah, that's awesome. Or you can have your other hand to actually eat with your fork. Yeah. Very so oh, cool is so cool so what well, we we did that for a number of years, and we used to go to parties and do like a three course degustation of cocktails and cuisine uh and um and that well we went, we went really successful and we still do that now today, but um over the last obviously yeah ten years we've evolved the business and changed a few things around so but it's and, still And exciting.
0: so cocktail g- gastronomy is how does that differ from crafted
2: so, so essentially what we what we we did when we um we, we diversified the business in regards to cocktails from it's more for um, um home parties and a uh, lot like private events corporate events and we branched into uh, like a new um area of um of, of events which is more of a festival style concept so that's where we um we, we uh, i guess created like a n- different division of our business called crafted events so Crafted events um we've done um a lot of festivals now so we historically we did um our first festival was um Gormat escape when they first um, started we did a cocktail bar there back in the day and then I guess we evolved from there with now we do all the beer festivals a lot of the city wine festivals a lot of um, little, a little a lot of pop-up festivals we do the Inglewood street market festivals for the whole season we do the alcohol component there so it's um, and that really geared and that needs a different it's almost like a different clientele right. different different um, messaging so it is a bit blurred like because the cocktails showing being crafted so but um, what we've found with crafted it's more geared around the industry um the industry who know us as crafted right um but the consumer knows us as cocktail gastronomy but we're the same company essentially right Mm. how
1: many nights do you spend (coughs) with dan just tasting drinking tasting drinking (laughs) can imagine it gets out of hand a lot
2: (laughs) i'm actually catching up with him after this (laughs) we're we're going through the new drinks for our our new concept um lucky chance upstairs we're changing the uh, theme around but mm-hmm. we, we do we yeah, we do menu tastings um like yeah every season so it's not like every week or anything oh, yeah. but uh <laughs> but we need uh we need to keep um keep fresh and see what's happening um ac- across the globe and across you know sydney and melbourne see what they're doing so we usually do one research trip a year and um we couldn't go last year but year before we went to um singapore and mm-hmm. checked out their bar scene which is amazing yeah um previously um you yeah, melbourne sydney yeah, you know, different places.
0: And so. do you need taste testers? Yeah. Absolutely. Always need <laughs> taste testers. Asking for a friend. We're yeah. always available. <laughs> well, I
2: actually did put a call out on Sunday and no one no one actually came. So I was, what? I didn't I was see ta- it. I was tasting all these drinks myself. So. Call out
1: where? Where do we need to sign up? <laughs> yeah. Please just text me next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you do wear a lot of different hats. How do you prioritise and juggle?
2: So I guess, with, with obviously with the three well, three businesses we have, we do have, um, like uh, I guess, like Dan looks after, at the moment he looks after mostly with um, Crafted and Cocktail I Astronomy. Mean, he, he looks after that with, um, with our two amazing staff, Alicia and Stella, who, who handle inquiries and day-to-day stuff. And when we have a core group of about 10 to 15 to do, who do the events and you know, essentially run our little, little warehouse, we've got a warehouse where we store our, our bars and all that stuff uh and we've got um I, I myself personally at the moment i do obviously i do most of the drinks designs and um i i take a like uh, an active interest at lucky chance at the moment so we've got um a new manager roxy who's who's doing an amazing job. so we've just got a young team we're just trying to build them up to to senior positions and um they can take a step back but mm-hmm. i guess the key thing is there to be always always involved and always high-fiving all the staff and talking to the chefs every day. And so we're very, very hands-on. We, we, we just have to be in this industry. You just can't be someone who um, who's in a yacht in the south of France and just looks at, you know, computers, spreadsheets and stuff like that. It's a, it's a people industry, essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: that is so true. Mm-hmm. So what is your most memorable moment at an event?
2: There's a couple. There's quite a quite a few uh, that spring to mind. Um, no no real bad stories. Um Lucky enough to like work in um in a lot of um a lot of fancy houses through, during my time. So usually when you set up um, it's like usually mayhem at the start of a at a function where you go to go to someone's house and the, and the host is there and then she's like a, a nervous wreck <laughs> and you have to be the calming influence. Like everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to set the cocktail bar up. We're going to have cocktails here in a couple of hours to be ready to go. And you look and
1: like a, you need one right now. I was thinking <laughs> the exact <Yeah>. same thing. <laughs>
0: Pretty <laughs> much. A Valium.
2: So usually I used to, usually if you're working that night, you get there early on the, on the day, afternoon or, or hour or two hours before the event, set everything up, make sure it's ready to go. Um, and what I, I used to do all the time was make sure everything's really, really cool. And during summer, it's really hot. You know, they, they usually put you outside and you're sweating and everything. Mm. And I used, always have this thing when I talk to the client, I said, look, do you mind after I set up? It's okay if I go for a swim in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he, because like, yeah, because like th- these, these pools are amazing. So I used to sell it and they used to go, yeah, no worries, no worries, go for it. So I used to um, um, basically set the bar everything and just go and just dive in these amazing pools and have a swim and just, you know, relax before the gig. And That's then funny. Go and then go back to the, uh, the van and just suit up and get ready for the gig. And so your
1: clients it, uh, are just funding your summer holidays. You're yeah. just like house hopping around. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, it was amazing. And so like i got this like all my, all my staff are going, did you go for a swim today? Because they, they used to come in late. Yeah. I'll, I'll be setting up and they'll come in at six o'clock and go, did you go for a swim? I said, mate, it was awesome. Sure that pool, Look at that pool. <laughs> look at that pool. Yeah. So that, that was, I used to do all that at the time. That was pretty, that was quite fun. And funny enough, I did a function with, um, with a, a well-known businessman and um, I, I walked in. And he said, "We've got we've got the chef, who's he's a he's a bit of a famous chef." And I said, oh, "Okay, yeah." So he walked in there, and a um, um, uh, Bramie from Gam was there, or Giam, the, the head chef from Gam was there, mm. and I said, oh, "Wow!" And he's a super nice dude, and uh, he set up, and he goes, oh, "We've got we've got everything here. Everything's cool. He's just most coolest dude ever." And um, just before the uh, before uh, everyone was coming in, uh, himself and the host went for a swim in their lap pool. Oh. <laughs> Oh, look at these guys. I said, hey, I shouldn't even my boardies this time. That's,
0: um, <laughs> so is it's a thing. It is a thing, yeah. That's cool. I'm, so, yeah, Adam Keane has probably swum in your pool. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you've got a pool now, look outside. He's probably in one. <laughs> bit of fun. It's, oh, it's hot, man. 38 I mean, degree days.
2: You want, yeah. You want to go refresh? Oh, I, I love it. Ask. That's true. I that's, love it. It's a bit of fun.
1: I love hearing yeah. good stories. People always go to the disasters. And we do. We thrive off those, but... <laughs> It's nice to hear good stories for once. Yeah, it is.
2: So usually, like there are disasters in a lot of times, a lot of events. We do, but it's mm. it's our job to um to not let the, the, the client or the customer know that there's a disaster and just put a, put on a professional face and say, look, we've got no coffee for our espresso martinis. And and then obviously um, you just can't make coffee like that. But mm. um, you learn some pretty cool things. Just go into someone's kitchen and go, oh, they got coffee here, and then mm. let's just make. Five litres of international roast, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Yes. Yeah, so really. <laughs> so, oh my. So God. sometimes, uh, yeah, you just got to adapt. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, we've always there's always been like there's a few horror stories, but we we never we always just try and make sure we make it work. Um, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you're doing events and mobile events, as you probably know, you have to think on your feet really, really quick, and uh, just have to make it work for the client on that day. And do, yeah. do
0: you come up with the recipes when you're? making new cocktails for the menu is that, that your job
2: Yeah, it's, it, it is it is it's my job mainly well, and obviously I get, I get um i get some feedback from our other staff and and try to throw throw some ideas their way so i guess if it's a um obviously it's a, it's a theme event then we just gotta try and immerse ourselves in that theme yeah. um but i guess the key thing is in a lot of those themes is you have to make it um accessible for the average punter because a lot of the these fancy cocktail bars you go to and the bartender's got this massive ego, and he's making this cocktail just to satisfy his ego, and just to uh, also satisfy other bartenders. Mm. At the end of the day, those bartenders aren't coming to your bar. Mm-hmm. The people that come to your bar, are average Joe punter, who they just might love, um, love vodka, passion fruit, and um, <laughs> strawberry. You know? if there, any of one of those um, uh, items or descriptions are on the menu, it's going to sell. So, yeah, so you've got to be uh, various. It's got to be accessible to the average Joe punter in regards mm. to the drinks, um, and you can probably you have. Three or four drinks that are just really, really accessible, and then then one drink which is just a bit out there, you know, maybe a bit boozier one. So because at the end of the day, most of the drinks, uh, not 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 everyone, not all the females drink cocktails. I mean, guys do drink cocktails, so it's a bit of a misrepresentation. But you have to it has to be female friendly, I find, and um,
0: right
2: and booze friendly, not too boozy. you mm-hmm. got to make that. It's got to be that right amount of booze. Uh, and all the flavours going to be, it's got to be a marriage of, of amazing flavours and it's all about balance. So it's a bit, it's a bit cliche, like, uh, but, um, yeah, you watch all the cooking shows and they just put, try and put too much crazy stuff in and just go, look, mate, keep it Simplify balanced, keep it simple. It. Yeah. yeah. So, I had yeah. a
0: delicious one last night. I think I had four of them. <laughs> um, it was a jalapeno gin. I think it was the gin that had the jalapeno. I don't know where the jalapeno came in, but it was so spicy and was delicious. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Sounds that good. was that sweet water. you ever go good.
2: up there? Sounds good. Yeah, I've been there a few times, yeah. Do some yeah. good drinks there. Mm,
0: yeah. Nice cocktails.
2: Yeah. Well, funny enough, I've got um one of our best selling cocktails here mm. for you today. I've got a little bit of a, <gasps> oh, a little bit of a take home. So uh Oh
0: I love it. we get thank taste God I don't testings. have to have it today. Yeah. <laughs> My severe hangover.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so all, all yeah, thank yeah, literally you. all you have to do is um yeah, just uh Pour it over ice and it's really ready to go. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, they're yeah.
0: such pretty yeah. colors. They're so cute. What we'll have we'll you posted a photo of that for sure? What are the other two?
2: So, so I've also because oh, I didn't know how many ladies were coming. Um, so the team you can share it with the team or you mm-hmm. can just have them yourselves. So we've got um, a couple of a couple of on our list at the moment from Lucky Chance. With um, <gasps> we've got a uh, an old fashioned which is a um, classic, um, yeah, I guess alcohol boozy cocktail. But this one's a salted caramel old fashioned. Oh, so it, uh, so it's a bourbon cocktail with um, with a bit of salted caramel and mm. orange bitters. And our other one is a, a Negroni, so it's a gin style. Mm-hmm. But this is a coconut and pandan Negroni. Oh. So we've um, uh, washed the, the Campari with coconut and um, made our own pandan liqueur. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real lovely... Um, Asian inspired Negroni. If you're a fan of Negronis, yeah, yeah th- these are these are all, al- all more primarily alcohol in these in the bottles. I mean, so during last year when we did um when when we had the lockdown, we we just um, the government l- allowed you to do takeaway cocktails mm. in restaurants and bars. So we've just kept the same concepts. So it's really cool. That's I guess it's great for um great for service as well. We just punch them out really quick. Yeah, and, um, the bottles and
1: are so cute. They're so adorable. So can yeah. you hire those for event or like to give as gifts or? Mm. Uh, just in lucky chance just
2: in lucky chance yeah, yeah. unfortunately uh, we don't have a takeaway license but uh, but we, we we do um what's another thing which we're, um, we we did during covid with cocktail astronomy we did cocktail getaway which is a um, was essentially a take home three course degustation you could bought, um you could order it online i saw um, that
0: yeah so we're
2: we're currently doing um, uh, a round the world degustation so you can go um, three or four countries and every week you get a different um, I guess three course cocktail and cuisine food menu, so to speak. So, so you,
0: it, delivered you, to your house. Delivered Sorry. to your house or oh. picked up. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. are you cooking the food yourself, or are absolutely?
2: You? Yeah, we cook it all on site. So we've got three. So course. you cook it and I don't. You don't. Know, so what? So I what, just get it. Yeah. Exactly right. So you, all you do, we give you instructions on on the reheat <laughs> stuff. So right. it's it's almost like um, the cocktail. So some of the cocktails come in jars. You got to add. We'll have everything in the box for you to do. So you just maybe like, add add lime juice or add or well, everything's there you just need to add it and we'll give you the instructions on on the cocktails and the cuisine as well so the cuisine is put um you put this in the oven for 20 minutes or mm-hmm. um yeah so simple yeah. So that's really great and that was really successful um over over last year during covid so now we've we've brought it back for um for one more one more try during our quieter months in winter
1: yeah so innovative so, i love that over covid if i'd known about that i would have been doing it Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's growing.
2: Yeah, it's really, really great. Really great concept, and it's been really successful for us.
0: Mm. What's your favorite drink?
2: Me, I'm a big fan of a few drinks. Right, margarita. Big fan of margaritas. (laughs)
0: You can't say that word today in <laughs> front of them. I'm going green.
2: <laughs> and and I, I guess I, I um, initially uh, I, I got to le- got to love uh, Negronis. I, I'm a big fan of Negronis, so it's. I,
0: I love how you yeah. said I got to learn to love yeah.
2: Negronis. Cause it it was in regards to learn. I guess my palate changed over the years, so. I mean, like like everyone in Australia, we, we grew up with beer and bourbon and coke. So mm-hmm. once you get over, once you can't drink bourbon and coke anymore, which mm. is so much sugar, you evolve to different areas. And obviously being in the booze game, you drink, one day you drink gin, next day tequila, next day whiskey. So yeah. we get exposed to a lot of alcohol. So then you just find a few few niche products that you like. And I was lucky enough to go to Mexico and check out where they make um, tequila and everything and yeah in in mexico they actually don't drink that many margaritas it's actually um they drink palomas which is tequila and pink grapefruit juice so i guess um going Mm. over to mexico you get to meet all these people who make these amazing uh drinks and make i guess amazing tequila so yeah so tequila's got a big big fond memory in my house uh, in my house in my place uh (laughs) but yeah i mean there's so much alcohol so i guess it's a hard question because i got someday i might be uh drinking margaritas and one day negronis and old fashions and then just just straight whiskey or just just beer. Yeah. Your liver must yeah. be shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it?
2: I drink. Well, uh, oh. How often do a, you drink? Every day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, but, <laughs> but every that day, makes every me every feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you so validating you validating Tam over there.
2: <laughs> every day, obviously. Yeah, there is. There are. There are some alcohol-free days in there. Sometimes. Oh, good. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's um, but it's all about balance. Uh, I mean, like try and stay healthy. Uh, so it's not all about all about um. My ties and Pentecoladas, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's got to stay healthy. Pentecoladas, mm, <laughs> <laughs> yum.
0: <laughs> how do you, I want to know, my favourite drink is a dirty martini and it is the hardest drink to order because so many people can't make them well. How do you make the perfect dirty martini?
2: So I guess it's uh, vodka or gin, it depends. Gin all it's the a, way. Gin all <laughs> the way. So what it, what it comes down to a lot of time is the, the brine of the, um, the olive brine—that's how you get that sweetness, or that at like, that saltiness from that makes a dirty martini. Yep. And depends on that brine where it comes from and what it is, will will um will really uh really affect the flavour on if it's a good or bad one. Um, I've I've had a few ladies that come out to me and say look, I want a dirty, dirty, dirty. I'll go find out. <laughs> I can't, I can't put too much of the brine in. It's gonna butcher the drink. So yeah. it's about finding that right balance in regards to the brine. But I and guess the right
1: product. So and yes, yeah, so right good, brine.
2: good Italian olives. Um, they usually use really good. I guess the the oils that are in it, That's where it's at. Um, mm. But it, it's it's trial and error. I guess it's probably a, it's probably the worst drink to our, our order in Perth because <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. So totally. And sometimes um, you're
0: paying. Twenty bucks for something that just tastes like dishwater. Oh, it can be really bad. And if uh, the other day I ordered one and I saw the guy get out this enormous like vat of olives. No, that's a bad sign. It was a very bad yeah. sign, <laughs> and it tasted disgusting. Oh, mm. yeah, good quality
2: olives. But I guess my advice to anyone who's like you would, if you you don't go to a pub to order a martini because that they specialize in. pub food and beer so you go to a cocktail bar you expect they should know how to make a cocktail Mm. so then you'll go yeah i'll have a dirty martini um and usually you should get you should get good results i mean there are there are some really quality bars in perth uh, that that will be able to do that but yeah just be mindful of where you're ordering that drink Mm.
1: so So where are your favorite bars in perth have you got any aside from lucky chance obviously (laughs)
2: Now I'm going to answer with I don't go to bars. I, I, I go to see people that I know who make drinks. So <laughs> I would I would follow that bartender if he's gone to another bar. I'd go and see that guy, find mm-hmm. out where he where he goes to make drinks. So um, I can say a l- number of venues, but you might go there tomorrow. And it might be a poor drink because that bartender's not there. So it has to be it has to be consistent all the time. So I mean, some of the good, a really good bars that you can go to. I mean, um, Bar Lafayette's a good spot for cocktails. Um, uh, like even Babesh, um, quality bartenders there make really good good drinks. Um, there, there are some lovely like really, um, bars where you wouldn't think it'd be an amazing cocktail, but there's some really good guys that make great drinks. So mm. uh, And so those have been
1: around for a while. Like you don't have to go to the newest opening bar.
2: Yeah, so they're, they're really good. I mean, even even a like place like Alfred's Pizza in, in Barrack Street, really, mm. really That's, good spot. Yeah, wild really good card. Spot make, make good drinks there. Even though they're doing pizza, they, they make some quality drinks there as well. That's yeah. um, on Barrack. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Barrett, okay. Yeah. Opp- opposite um, Como. And uh, I was I was down in Frio last week, and um, the guys at the Republic of Fremantle, yeah, killer drinks. Yes. Um, really, really good drinks. Uh, They're so the ones that are
0: doing the little dome on top. Yeah. With yeah. the Yep.
2: Yep. That uh, Instagram-worthy drink. Mm-hmm. That that drink is probably not their best moment, but their other drinks are amazing. So yeah, um,
1: we need to go there, Mel. Yeah, sounds like it.
2: <laughs> well, that that drink gets everyone in the door, of the bubble, but um, their agronies yeah. the and their other mixed classy drinks are. Really amazing. And I, I did have go to, to warm
0: up to Negroni's. I'm not a fan at all. Maybe but uh, I'm gonna have to try a Lucky Chan Negroni take that. See one. what it's all about. Yeah.
2: Sure. <laughs> and if you've if you ever get a chance to go to old synagogue, they got a basement bar down there. Oh they got they make some quality drinks. A little 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 I'm speakeasy bar. It. Yep. Yeah. Hidden. Really, That's really, very cool. really awesome drinks. Yeah. So that was I did this Frio oh, tour of duty with um with a few of the crew last uh, last Friday night and Pretty much went to every frio, bar and Freo almost. That was really good.
0: Mm. I so want to you know go out with you, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he takes no, to the
1: coolest places. And you should <laughs> run walking cocktail <laughs> tours, and then we'll just come. Ooh, <laughs> there's the next idea. Yeah, yeah it could be, could be something. What's there, next there, for you? Yeah. That, that's it. Walking cocktail.
0: Yeah, heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: thank you so much for yeah. joining us. Where can yeah. our listeners find you?
2: Yeah, oh, basically, yeah, you can see me uh, usually mucking around at the bar, three eleven William Street, down Lucky Chance, mm-hmm. or, uh, or. Uh, I guess, um, craftedevents.com.au. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram at craftedevents.wa or at cocktail gastronomy at lucky chance. And, um, or if you want to follow myself, it's, uh, @keenfordrinks. Yeah. <laughs> keen for nice. drinks. For drinks.
0: I like that. Cute. Oh, it was wonderful <laughs> chatting to you. Thank yeah. you so much for coming in. Thanks, Bye. So nice.
1: Thanks for tuning in. For your chance to have your questions answered or join our conversation, jump into our Facebook group behind the clipboard podcast and follow us on Instagram at Behind the Clipboard Podcast. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: the 40 steps to, get to AA. Get back on the wagon. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's That's, all
2: about balance, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. So.